about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. You're a Knockout, a podcast for your inner badass. <laughs>、okay, <laughs> Rachel Wrist, how the fuck are you, man? Um, so good. How are you? I'm, I am black in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening、so、on my podcast,、uh, this is one of my oldest friends from high school, Kenny Bostic, one of the funniest dudes I know as well.、Mm. Um, dude, I just want to set the scene real quick. I'm glad that you can see me. Because、uh, I'm got glad that nobody else. I'm glad that nobody else. I'm so glad that nobody else can see me, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I,、uh, look, if I had a pair of onesie pajamas, rest assured I'd be in them right now. But they don't make onesie pajamas in 4XL. At least if I were to find a pair, I'd have to drive an hour and a half, maybe two hours to get them, and it's just not worth it. You know, there's always Amazon Prime, though. If、mm. you look hard enough, I don't think there's anything that Amazon doesn't have. Well,、uh, sanity. I've looked for sanity there. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have it. Turns out fresh out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to blame it on COVID because I can't. I, yeah. It's, it's, been a, it's, it's, been, it's been tough. But if you were an Amazon stockholder before the pandemic, Nigga, you, if、Do、you、it. were all right before, you are even better now. <laughs> so it's just, that's the way that went. I'm going to hit you with a curveball, though, because I、Uh-oh. know that I invited you on here and、yeah. we're posting this on both of our channels, but I、yeah. am going to demand that you start. I'm not going to say anything else. You. You take the lead. We'll see what happens. I, I, don't, I don't fucking know. You don't fucking know. This was not planned. Let me start.、Mm. Yeah, no, dude, this is awesome that you like, called me out finally to do this because we've been talking about it and I've been slacking for real. <laughs> and you know what? You want to you know what the craziest thing is today? So I was actually with my best friend today and we were talking about the podcast and I was telling her how we were doing this tonight and she was like, Hey, who else is like, like, who else do you want to have on your podcast? And I had already had you like on my list forever ago, like when I first started like thinking of people I wanted to have on. And what's crazy is like I put this list in no particular order. I was just kind of brainstorming and my little、um, notes app started tallying or like numbering each entry.、Uh, you're number 10, okay? This is technically number 10 for my podcast. Interesting. 13 for you, right? Interesting. It is. Yes, Isn't that、correct. weird? And that 10、weird. has always been my lucky number and my soccer number growing up. Oh, shit. And I was like, what is happening with the <laughs> planets? <laughs> Don't look. Isn't that crazy that how it just all worked out, man? You've just legitimized a whole bunch of astrologists, though. Uh, uh, like, yeah, I read it in the horoscope. I'm just kidding. My wife is into that shit. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna slander, you know, horoscopes and 
I I'm just kidding. I am. I'm I am. Your sign did not Do determine it. your shitty behavior. You're just what's, a shit bag. That's all. Doesn't have anything to do with astronomy. Or <laughs> the the meme that's like uh horoscope people be like, I'm sorry, I'm an asshole. I can't help it. I'm an asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great vegetable to cook, by the way. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. No. Oh, but speaking of cooking, I oh, got no. some beef with you, friend. What did I do? You want to know? Uh, last time I saw you uh, was not at the happiest moment, but I saw you and we were talking. You started bragging about some mac and cheese, some bomb ass mac and cheese, and then you skipped town. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm guilty. I I apologize. Uh, you were like, look, I can throw it out in the kitchen. I can make this. I can make so, that. My mac and cheese will blow you away. And then you just dipped out. Those are all true statements. And, and it's my fault for not <laughs> following uh, following through to, to like prove that via taste bud that, that I'm not lying. When was the last yeah. time that I saw you? Because my memory is about as bad as my bowel movements. I have... There's, <laughs> It's there's no rhyme or reason. I remember shit I shouldn't, and I forget shit that I should have remembered. So when was the last time that I saw you? It had. It was not. It was not. You weren't. You weren't at my mom's funeral, right? It had to have been after that. Oh, it was at another funeral. It was at John's. Oh fuck! Yeah, R.I.P. John yeah. Merritt. Man, that was a. He was a good dude. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. How how shitty of me. That that is what I was talking about at my friend's funeral was how bomb my mac and cheese is. <laughs> no, in your defense, first of all, he would have been psyched about that. Let's just get that out in the open. Secondly, um, it was us talking about like how we all need to like stay in touch, get together, and like we should all like get together and cook and do shit. As I do a group remember this actually because it, it wasn't just instead me and of you, gathering it at was... times. Yeah. It was a group of us. Yeah. I remember that. Cause you know, it seems like we all seem to get together at things like that. Cause I don't know what the hell happened with our graduating class, but yeah, like I've lost track of people that we've yeah. lost, man. It's, it's not even just ours, but uh, it seems like um, the year before us and then every year down, uh, has been like this horrible hole of 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 youth deaths, and I'm gonna call them youth deaths because even if they were like if they're if you're 30 and under, that's a youthful death. Like you're not yeah. you're not middle you're not even middle aged. You're still like until you're 26, your brain is still developing. So you didn't even have the opportunity to hit full stride if you died before you know 25, 26. And mm -hmm. it's like it's it's been, you know, we graduated together. A lot of a lot of people that we called friends or at least acquaintances are I mean, they're gone now. They're not they're not here anymore. And that's just depressing. But um, mm -hmm. I should have prefaced with you're going to hear background noise. Like I wanted to say that that wasn't going to happen, but it absolutely fucking is. And here <laughs> is the number one culprit. It's fucking Quentin up here tossing his yeah. plate in the <laughs> I'm just, I'm talking shit, man. You're a shtick for me right now. All right. He was very respectful and quiet because I asked him to be. But 
Yeah, the <laughs> I don't know. It's like uh it's like um in when we were graduate when we were in high school, um there was still like this weird stigma like attached to weed, right? Like if people smoked mm-hmm. weed, they were like the bad kids. And now it's if you're in si- like seventh, sixth, fifth and sixth and seventh graders are getting hooked on fucking heroin and meth and shit. It's not even the same. It's not even the same thing. Now everyone's like, dude, mm-hmm. weed's fucking harmless. And, and there's this opiate pandemic that's going on and, and like all kinds of other shit. And so like they're dro- like people our age are dropping like flies and it's, mm-hmm. it's terrible. Uh, that was a weird spinoff of, of, of my Mac and cheese, but uh, like, <laughs> again, I, John was a John was a I he's one of those people that I I wished I had I'd known better and gotten to spend more time with but um you know I mean it is what it is I I that was the mm-hmm. I believe that was the last uh 2007 graduate funeral that I was able to attend uh but there have been yeah. more since I left for Iowa so yeah it's been crazy, too, because, like, thinking about that, like, I mean, I guess I was pretty naive, too, and growing up in Harrison, I mean, Jesus. Uh, but I just remember thinking, like, because I read Nikki Six's book, The Heroin Diaries, I years ago. I want to read that. How, how is it? Is it good? Oh, dude, it's so good. It's so good. But, like, you should read, like, there's an audio book, but, like, if you have the actual book, it's so sick, like... It's his journal entries and like it shows like it's basically copies and stuff like you can see like his handwritings and different things like in the book. But after I read that, that was before like all of this shit like (laughs) broke loose and everybody was like going all crazy on it. But I remember thinking like, oh, that was just uh, when we started hearing about it in Harrison and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's just uh, something that like rock stars do. Yeah, you think it's a no idea you could get your hands on that hair. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's wild. I think I think if if anything, I mean, I don't want to. I'm I'm certainly not glorifying like hard drugs. You know, I, you know, uh, I haven't really gone into depth uh, on 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 my podcast about um, some of the shit that I've been through. But I, you know, I have navigated some shit that most people in that graduated with us would have never thought that I had to deal with. So, mm-hmm. you know, referencing like, you know, drug court, like my DUI, all of that. Um, damn, I, I, my job doesn't even know about that. So I probably shouldn't have said that, but I mean, fuck it. They already hired me and I'm, I'm good at what I do. So mm-hmm. it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, having the, a lot more people and families have firsthand knowledge of what motherfuckers are actually struggling with now than they did when I was in high school because you know uh fuck we're almost at 15 years Rachel we've almost been out of high school for 15 fucking years we graduated in 07 so next year so we're 14 years removed from high school and that makes me want to barf yeah it's fucking insane because I'm 
fucking 31 and I feel like I'm 55. Like, hand me my Buckeye carb. My bones hurt. My <laughs> knees are sore all the time. Like, I got the beer belly thing going on. I'm full blown dad bod, but like times four because I've always been fat. So it's not like it's not like a fit dad bod. It's like the messy dad bod with like God the, damn it. my fucking like I have to get the tall polos. Otherwise, my belly hangs out. It's really uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> it's fucking like it's just it's crazy and like it's it, now what it used to be that like those people were not those people are still the outcasts but they weren't people that you knew they weren't people who um made good decisions they weren't people who like like statistically you could track that they but you know it was almost like they you know people sought out something like that and that's not it's hardly ever the case nobody seeks out something like drug mm -hmm. addiction but but it but it happens and now um i i can appreciate at the cost of lives you know which is what it is that it's becoming more common it's it's like it's a mainstream problem now it's mm -hmm. something that's talked about on presidential tickets. It's something that is in the forefront of our news. It's something that finally politicians are actively scrambling to do something about. So there is some hope, but, you know, I mean, it doesn't hope doesn't bring back the people that we've lost. And that's and, you know, that's not related directly to John there. There are several other people that we lost that had nothing to do with, you know, drug addiction or anything like that. But yeah, um, I mean, that's that's just it's fucking shitty, man. It's it's really shitty. Mm -hmm. Wow. This took a really heavy turn. Dark early on. turn. Fuck. Ew. I, <laughs> I I I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I am. I'm happy to have you on uh, and I'm happy. I'm going to say it because. I'm happy that you're having me on because it's like a thing now. So I can't, I can't, you're, I'm not only, we're not only posting this on, on, on my stream. It's going on yours as well. Two for one. It is a two for one special. Thank <laughs> a poo at the mini mart. Uh, Dude. <laughs> I'm so excited for this though. Like for real. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. And I'm so too. excited that we started this at like the same time that we started doing this. And it's just like, how do you, how has it been for you? Like what, like, tell me about your experience with podcasting. Like what, what got you first thinking about it? And like, how's it going? Uh, how's it going? <laughs> how it started versus how it's going. That's a meme. Mm -hmm. It started <laughs> with, um, I'm, uh, you know, I like to write. I enjoy whether it's uh poetry or short stories or just a well thought out Facebook post discussing politics or bathroom etiquette or I don't know that meme that everybody wishes they hadn't saw hadn't <laughs> seen how dare I fucking <laughs> grammatically I air myself like that fuck I'm cutting that out <laughs> uh, it was uh, people uh, people honestly they it sounds so shitty, but it's absolutely, it's shitty. It's even shittier because it's true, which is that people don't want to fucking read anymore. They, mm -hmm. everybody's attention spans have gone from, from here. Like we graduated, we were used to reading, we got, and now they're, they're here. And for, cause nobody can fucking see this. I'm doing weird shit with my hands right now. It's their The attention spans are much shorter. The, 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 you see it on Reddit, which is the TL, semicolon 
DR, which is too long, didn't read. That's how most people respond to anything of thought that I put on Facebook. And it made me not want to write anymore, which is I'm not blaming anybody else for my lack of enthusiasm or motivation or follow through. Like, that's why I haven't like had the desire to to try to actually push to write and finish my book, which in it's I don't know what it's going to be like in my head. I want to write like this epic fantasy novel of like Lord of the Rings proportions and people just don't want that anymore. Like if I can't get people to commit to like a thought about shit that impacts them, why the fuck am I going to write a book and pour my time and energy? Because at the end of the day, I don't need an audience. Right. But writers have to have one or, or, I mean, you can write for yourself, but the shit that you write for, for, for other people to enjoy and look at and critique that shit is, is you, you have to have an audience. So yeah. It's one of the things that I've thrown on the back burner. And I was like, well, you know, I'm I'm out here uh, in Iowa and I've been here for in July. It'll be two years now, which sounds crazy, but it's it, it's been almost two years. And I I am going to give you full, like full blown 100 percent. You seeing you post your first episode is what made me be like, all right, you fat piece of shit. It's time <laughs> to fucking not be just good for nothing. Like you got to do something. And people have always said like, you know, I should do stand up. I should do uh, one. It's my daughter now. One more, one more. I know just one. I'm, I have to say it out loud or you're going to try to skirt skirt. Let me see it. No, 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 no. Don't take that. That's 18,000 cookies, bro. Take one. You just told me to give you the box. No, I said, let me see the. I didn't mean let me see the boxes and bring it to me. I meant I want to get. Never fails. Here. Ooh. No, farewell, farewell. You already had three. That's number four. I love you. I don't do it. What? Go. Come on, man. I love you. Good night. Good night, lady on the screen. Good night. She said good night. Good night, lady on the screen. I love seeing you as a dad, full dad mode. That was mm. just everything. It's every podcast. It's every single one. I love it. So I hate to curse your viewership with my rambling dad moments, but um, no, so- that's the best. It's part of the allure. And then here, <laughs> here goes mine. Here goes my child that I have to. Yeah, but your child it. is way cuter than mine are. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's got a way louder mouth, and I bet. Oh, let's see. Who's he barking at this time? Oh, the same neighbor he's seen for the last two years. It's fine. <laughs> Every day. Oh, it's him again. I'm like, oh my God, dude, do you not realize that other people live here yet? They don't. And the same don't. the same garbage man. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Only this one. Like it's like when you said, Hey, what about 
like nine or so. I was like, oh, that's perfect. I told my boyfriend, I was like, that'll be perfect. Tyson will probably be done barking by then. The garbage guy will be gone. So <laughs> we should have a little peace and quiet. I Bless. am not allowed to have animals here, which is negatively impactful upon my children because we all respond really well to animals. But uh, I do live vicariously through my fellow uh, pet animal lovers like there is yeah yeah i i honestly if you don't consider your pet a family member you're not human and i trust no. you less than people who don't like onions or garlic like there's something wrong with you yeah so i agree to finish answering your question uh <laughs> podcasting was it's so i i chalked it up like it was this big fucking thing and it's it's actually not i don't look on my end i got like three and a half people that are going to listen to this. And it's, it's, it's not about, I, I would love for, 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 I would love to blow up. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I would love for, 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 I would love for Kenny for your thoughts to gain some traction and be, mm -hmm. you know, something that a host of people enjoy listening to. But for me, it's not really about that. It, for me, mm -hmm. it's about the therapeutic elements, which is, um, honestly, so, I'm rambling. I'm sorry. This is not what was supposed no, to happen. No, it's great. This is always what, this is what happens. Happen. This is what a podcast is. We just ramble. So uh, <laughs> you'll be the first person to know, uh, aside from my wife and kids, that uh, yesterday, so when I was in Ohio by myself for that year, um, my wife had, you know, we were long distance, so we were trying to figure things out. And one of the things that I really needed to look at was I needed to look at my own mental health. And so I started at her behest, like she'd been after me for years. She had started seeing one. So I started seeing a, a therapist and she happened to be DBT. So I put that off for the past, uh, since I've been here. And yesterday I had my first uh, new appointment with a new therapist who's a guy, fellow dad. And I want to be the first grown ass man to say that I really do believe that everybody needs a therapist. Everybody needs yes. somebody to talk to. Mental health is important. There's nothing yeah. wrong with dealing with the shit that lives inside your head. Mm -hmm. But hearkening back to my therapy bit is it, this is therapeutic for me in, in several different ways, but in a really important way, which is I am a terrible, uh, I am terrible at keeping in touch and Lots of it's really easy to meet at the funeral of a friend and say like, you know, yeah, we're going to let's plan something. Let's make mm -hmm. it. Let's not just say we're going to do it. Let's fucking do it. And yeah, it was shitty me to like be like, yeah, let's do it. And then I moved to <laughs> 700 miles away. Um, but it, it is it's really good to like see people who to see and talk to people who mattered in my life, continue to matter in my life um, and to have conversations that I either think are important or that just pique my interest. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be anything heavy. Like I know we started off heavy, but this was not like th this is, this is something that I was looking forward to because I, like we spent a good chunk of our time together. Like, Oh yeah. And you know, we we're, we're friends and we, I, you know, at this point where, you know, we're honestly, we're, we're acquaintances. We haven't, you know, seen each other in years, but that's the way that it goes though. I don't feel bad right. about that. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's life. It is life. It's life. And so this is a way for me to, I don't know, 
selfishly exploit my desire to talk a lot <laughs> and and mm-hmm. and do that with people who I give a shit about. So yeah, it's it's not podcasting is not hard. I know Rogan says it a lot. Everybody should have their own podcast. I mean, you fucking should. I mean, we both did it. I yeah. hear it. I hear the. I hear the pup. What's his name? No, he's Tyson. Tyson. That's I named good. him after you know Iron Mike. Hey man. Too. So <laughs> for you, because I just spent twenty fucking minutes going on. <laughs> what what was it? What in your experience? What made you start? What was the what was the catalyst that was, you were like? You know what? I'm gonna fucking do this. You know what's funny? It was it was a drag show for me. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, dude, I I love me some drag queens. I love drag shows. It's something about I don't know, and I think it's part of like you know us being in like chorus together and stuff like that sense of performing and like like we that was such a small scale and then to see like drag queens like the the art of the makeup and the costumes and the characters and then like that level of confidence and i don't give a fuck that they have yeah that's a fucking lifestyle bro that's a yes like they the confidence and i don't give a fuck attitude that they have is just every time i go i leave feeling so empowered like they don't give a fuck man they're just doing their thing they don't give a shit what anyone thinks and they've just got so much sass and like energy and i'm just like you know what i I left and i had been thinking about the podcast for a while and i literally came home with this shitty little headset mic apple mic you see and was just like you know what like i've been talking about this long enough like what they do is way more like brave Mm, in my eyes for sure and so i'm like okay so so what's my if they can do that what's my excuse for sitting in this little armchair and talking with no one else around and it it. was kind of the same thing like i don't know i like i don't know it's kind of the same reason when i started my business is like this is gonna sound real bitchy but like i'd see some real idiots running businesses man like people that couldn't spell or people that treated people like shit i worked for people that treated people like shit and just didn't have a clue about like i don't know didn't even have any like social like didn't even pick up on like social cues is what i'm trying to say and i'm like if they can do it and be successful like i can do it you know and i just kind of thought like i don't know i'd always wanted to be on someone's podcast and that was another thing. Like, oh, man, that'd be so cool if someone asked me to be a guest. And I was like, well, why don't I just have one and, like, interview people I want to have, like, Wait, have talk you, to. have you done you, – I am not your first – I am not your first guest spot, right? You did somebody else's, right? Yes, you are. I haven't been on anyone else's Hell podcast. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was so pumped, dude. I was like, hell yeah, my dream is coming true. This is Sensei meets Grasshopper because in a way, in, in a in a big way, the only re- the you were the kick in my ass to get up off of mine and stop like making excuses. I'm it's something yeah. I'm really good at. And I feel like millennials were really good at making excuses for like Yeah. why we didn't do things, why we don't do things, why we refuse to do things. So I'm I'm happy to be like and you're not even like really we're each other's guests. So that's fucking dope, honestly. That's fucking <laughs> cool. So cool. I uh I I I enjoy 
I, I pl- when I plugged this, when I made the post, I talked about your laugh, which I don't, I don't need to, I don't need to expound upon that now. Everybody's already heard it. It's fucking infectious. Like you can't hear Rachel wrist laugh at something and not be like straight faced. You're just like, all right, it's all right. It's, it's worth laughing at. It could be the dumbest shit ever. And like, and it's fine. But I, I, I remember um, one thing that I do that I've always been big on is, is plugging, especially friends, but, but also people who are trying to do something original, trying to do something, uh, outside of the box. So I've, I, I don't know if you remember or not, but I was like, I don't buy makeup products. I I have no desire to get my fucking eyebrows threaded, but when you did, um, what the hell? Now that I've said it, it's out of my head. But your 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 beauty line that you started, yep. what was the name yep. of it? Down to Earth. Down to Earth Cosmetics. I plugged that. I showed my wife the your Facebook uh-huh. page. She was ready to line up, and we were poor, so it, it just never happened. But uh, that was your first one. I know you yep. stepped away from that. I, I'm, I'm, but I, I I remember plugging that and being like, hell yeah, it's awesome to see my friends do dope shit in their own mm-hmm. way and not give a fuck about what anybody thinks about that. And, um, I, I, and, and so when you, when you started knockout beauty, I was like, hell yeah. If you need your eyebrows threaded, like I don't, none of the people that I'm fr- like the women I'm sure were like, Oh, that's cool. But like, um, and then you did your podcast and then I was like, mm, all right, she's out here doing shit. And what the fuck excuse do I have? I don't have yeah, dude. one. I'm so excited. It makes me so happy. First of all, I appreciate all of that. Like I I remember you like tagging your wife in like my little mineral makeup post. I look back on now and I'm like, people wanted to buy these. This was like the shittiest post ever with like terrible pictures, <laughs> like my MySpace style grainy <laughs> ass pixelated photos. And people were like, damn, when are these for sale these are great and i'm like people wanted this okay but i remember you like you've always been like somebody that's been like a supporter of plugged me or whatever and i really appreciate that like even though like we obviously like you said we don't we haven't seen each other in forever but like i it's one of those things too because i feel like like i will always consider you a friend because like no matter how long how long like we go without seeing each other. I feel like when we talk or see each other, it's just like, I feel like we're back in high school. Picking up where we left off. Mm-hmm. I it's think crazy. That, that's one of the truest testaments to how close you are with somebody or not even that we were really ever that close, but how well you just vibe with somebody. Yeah. Like yeah. if you can pick up where shit left off, like, like no time has passed that, mm-hmm. that speaks volumes as to like, you know, the energy, the, the, you know, being on the same, same wavelength at the risk of sounding super hippy dippy. But I, I, I believe in some of that shit. So yeah, when you, when you jive with somebody that, I mean, you just jive with them. And I yeah. feel like that bond was forged in chorus, like singing retarded shit, getting yelled <laughs> at by Miss Schweinfest. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, can yeah. you guys calm down? Uh, I always, I was always the one, like she'd look at me and she'd be like, Kenny, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, Schweiny. I, I'm sorry. Schweiny, dude, this makes me so excited. So like literally just last week, um, Brianna was on my podcast. I know. I haven't gotten like, a chance to, to listen to it. I'm I'm a shitty person. I'm going dude, to Dude, no, you're good. 
that just being behind a mic with her again was the coolest thing and then like I'm feeling that same nostalgia with you like it's so fitting and it makes me so happy like genuinely seeing you do this because like you have always been a bomb ass writer and like I always have enjoyed your Facebook posts and like I've just always thought like Brianna and I have even talked like dude he could do so much with this so to see you do a podcast and like I was talking with someone um, in my industry not too long ago that just started a podcast and we were talking and she's like, you know, they say that like podcasts right now are kind of like how YouTube was back in the day. Like, you know, it's just kind of popping off and, you know, it's like just catching on. Like people wish they would have rode yeah. the wave of YouTube when it was yeah. first kicking off. And then like now it's so competitive. Like, dude, I have no doubt in my mind that you could absolutely blow up. You're like staying so consistent. <laughs> and then the fact that you just like have fun with it, like... I think I first of all I, I appreciate everything that you just said. Uh but to be honest with you, the prospect of of fame kind of terrifies me because every in 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 this decade since 2000 well since we graduated, let's just call it that way. You need social media in order to propagate whatever momentum you have going. Like if mm -hmm. if you don't have social media handles or accounts, nothing that you do is ever going to be. And I don't like I want to like if I'm if I end up being big, I want to be big. Like anonymously, I, I don't which is impossible, right? Like I don't have I don't have. I don't have a desire to be well known. Like I don't want to fly around and do fucking interviews. I have no desire to fucking travel to Saskatchewan and and do like a fifteen minute radio <laughs> plug with somebody named. I Dirty love that. Band. That's the place. The first place that comes to mind. Let me tell you. Something. I've never said the word Saskatchewan <laughs> in my fucking life. I don't know where that came from. So, it's it's like I I don't want to I when I again selfishly when I started this because I saw that you, and it wasn't, it, it wasn't even like, well, if Rachel can do it, I can do it. It was Rachel's doing this and I should also be doing this. Like mm -hmm. we talk about different shit. Like you're not nearly as political. You have your own life that you have to talk about. And, and, and mine is different, but I like, I love Tyson. it. I love it. I love it. Tyson. 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 <laughs> It's not about um, I I wanted to like if I I did it with like the it's like a it's like a backup plan for me like a fail safe like uh -huh. if I create nothing else that lives on beyond my memory with my family I yeah. at least have these stupid fucking episodes yeah. with people that I give a shit about and that's totally I've made something that will live forever until you know the Russians like wipe out the internet and. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've thought of that, too. And it's just like, I don't know, I think of the same thing because, like, my boyfriend's a musician and we've had this talk. I'm like, dude, I can't imagine, like, like, what if one day you're famous? Like, doesn't that freak you out? And I like my thing is, it's like, dude, I don't even like going to Harrison and going to, like, a, like, store and it being and running into, like, six different people that I know. I can't imagine that being like that every fucking place you go. Yeah, but instead of six people, it's 600 people, and they all want your autograph. Like, no, thank you. I I love you. I'm 
I appreciate your support, but like, I don't want that's so I already have so much responsibility. It's already hard enough to be a regular ass human being. Yeah. And that's what makes me so damn, I really am just a political person, I guess. But that's what makes me so upset with cancel culture. It's like we all conveniently forget the celebrities are fucking human beings too. Yeah, I know. The way that we glorify them in the news, we pick apart their personal lives, we blast them in the tabloids, they're on TMZ about their relationship status and whether or not they're getting divorced and uh, what they're going to name their fucking kids. It's all gross. Yeah. Like they're, they're yeah. But it sells because people yeah. like have this attraction to like i don't know whatever uh lifestyle or famehood that they feel like is outside of their reach that's attractive to regular people mm -hmm. like us i guess so but i always think that's like so interesting too to think about like cancel culture and think about how quick people are to like just like point out something that someone said or like take it out of context and blow it up because it's like if we think about it like nobody's perfect we're all human right, and like right. to think of things that we could have said at any point that we didn't even mean to be offensive or like shitty at any point like that what could they did easily... to kevin hart yeah perfect example yeah. it's like mm -hmm. you it, shit like that is I, I feel like cancel culture and look some people deserve to be canceled right but mm -hmm. the it's it's a knee jerk reaction at this point. There's not necessarily a need for like a deep dive for any kind of research to deliberate about what's true and what's not true. It's so much easier to call somebody's number and be like, fuck this person because I don't agree with this. But the content that they're referencing happened like 10 years ago or however mm -hmm. long it was for Kevin Hart. So he stepped away from the Grammys over over that. And look, I'm not look. I I think Kevin Hart started out funny. I think he's kind of become like a gimmick. I I, I love Kevin Hart. He's hilarious. But yeah, you know, like that was they tried to ruin his career because of some <clears throat> shit that he said when he was younger, and that he doesn't think like that anymore. It's like yeah. cancel culture goes against the grain of human involvement. Like we're meant to grow. We're meant to have. We're meant to the, everything about social media and the internet is there and to encourage different trains of thought. You can think one way and then be exposed to something that makes you think a completely different one. And he doesn't yeah. think like that anymore. So that's what I'm like, That I think that shit's gross. So you're gonna hold everybody accountable for every mistake that they've made. And when those mistakes did not affect you directly in any capacity, that's gross. And it's like, it's, it's vindictive on like the dumbest mm -hmm. scale because what yeah. do you have to gain from clamoring for somebody's downfall except for you feel better about yourself? Is that what it is? Totally, totally. And I think too, like, I, I even have thought about that with podcasting, especially as a small business owner. Like, I originally made a separate Instagram for this podcast. And because I thought, like, obviously I cuss on here. I talk about all kinds of different things. And I'm like, okay. And I kind of, like, reverted back to how I was with Down to Earth Cosmetics. Like, I was doing everything I thought people wanted to see. And so I'm like, oh, okay, like, if I have a podcast, I need to keep it separate from my business because they expect to see like the professional person that's behind knockout, even though like I'm myself completely there with that brand. I'm like, I'm not saying fuck to my clients all the time. You know what I mean? Like I am, I, I still have some, 
I'm just I still have some boundaries. Fine. Yeah, it's like I still have to have some sort of like professional boundary. But I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just gonna include it, and people can get to know me on a more personal level. I can click with people that are more my vibe, bring in more people that are like feel safe to be themselves and say whatever they want in my studio. But it's like I worried about that at first too. I'm like, oh shit, what if a client listens and they hear something that doesn't gel with them or like their views or, you know, or like then years fuck later someone, yeah. Or years later, someone looks back and was like, Oh no, Rachel talked about smoking weed once. Let's cancel her and her whole life. Thing. Everything that she's ever accomplished. Let's just wash it out into the sink, put it down the garbage disposal, <laughs> like fuck her and everything that she's ever worked hard for. That's fucking yeah. terrible. Like I know, man. For as much as I love humans, I'm infat infatuated with human behavior. But like we fucking suck sometimes, dude. Like I've sucked. I've sucked a lot. Like I'm not. I've not always been a great person. I'm. Mm -hmm. I'm. I, even 2021, I still have my moments. I'm not always great. We're not meant to always be great. What yeah. makes people great is learning from lessons and those lessons can either be good or they can be bad and honestly in my opinion the most growth comes from the shit that you didn't want to fucking deal with oh dude so true like you know what i mean i i don't i don't think i know anybody who's and i'm not successful in any capacity uh i just think that most successful people would agree with me when i say that like you're you it, you didn't lose you learned mm -hmm. that's that's yeah. the 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 cliche that gets spread around yeah but it's so true and like i i was talking with a client recently and we were talking about like dating and i said something about like i he's love good my dog. fuck that mailman <laughs> It's it's ten thirty Ohio time, but that mailman can fuck off. <laughs> Shit. Uh, we were talking about dating and we were laughing because I said something like, I don't think I could date someone without any baggage. And then I laughed to myself and I'm like, I don't know if that's a red flag. Or if that's healthy. That's lightweight prophetic as fuck, like, man. I have to date somebody that's seen some life, man. Like, I, I can't date someone that, first of all, like, we've been through some shit. We've yep. seen some life, and it's, like, people that I've dated 10 years ago don't know me now. Like, it, it's day and night. Like, I've talked about, like, relationships I've been in in the past, um, like, with my current boyfriend. I'm like, oh, my God. I told him the other day, I was like, I don't think I've ever been this close to somebody before. I'm like, I don't know what that says about my past relationships, but I was like, honestly, I had never been through this much life then. So it's like my standards, the things I expect mm. from someone, the way that you bond with someone and like that soul connection you have when you've been through some life, it's way more than just the surface level. Do you like hockey? <laughs> Do you like ice cream? What's your favorite color? Oh my God, you're cute. Who is like, your favorite like... actor? Like, oh my god, <laughs> I didn't even like that movie that he was in, but like, he's alright. <laughs> yes, like it's just like you just get to a deeper level, and and even just like your friendships and relationships evolve. Like, 
I'm like, I just can't. And, and like, there's people along the way that just like, as you experience life, it's like you realize that there's people around that are just party friends. And then like your ride or oh dies, my God, and your circle you are... gets smaller. And then you yeah. look back at these people and you're like, dude, I can't even have like a real conversation with these people because they haven't had any life experience yet. Like they just don't get it. The they hand, don't get it. The handful of, of people who I still hold real close to my heart um, from from Ohio that I would still consider my, my best friends and my ride or dies are some of them are my party friends and a select few of them are my party friends who tried to let me know about myself back when I was like fucking my life all the way up. And mm -hmm. it's just, but I used to pride. We used to have like from, see, I moved into the Kilby farmhouse back in 2009 and from 2009 until like I left my friend Danny's house in 2015, 16, something like that. Uh, I had a huge friend group, uh, huge. And we had like our own group chat. We had like it, my, you know, my spot, whether it was here or Dan, like at the farmhouse or Danny, it was, it was, it was always my house. That was the, that was the chill spot. Um, and I, I thrived on that. I, I didn't mean to, but I did. I enjoyed, it wasn't necessarily that I was the center of attention, but because I considered myself a social butterfly, I enjoyed the company of all of those people. And I spent a lot of time and energy trying to keep shit even keel between people who didn't get along because not everybody's like me. I can get yeah. along with anybody at any time. I'm a great advice giver. I'm not always, I don't always, I'm not great at listening to my own shit, but, um, you know, my life changed. Um, we moved into the trailer in Westbrook, that fucking shithole, bro. God damn. Oh my God. Uh, and you know, and that was when I was going through all my legal stuff and, uh, the people who stayed and were with me through all that are, are, are it was most of them who I'm, I'm still in constant contact with because they it, it wasn't about the party at that point. Mm -hmm. It was about me trying to fix my shit, um, which is, you know, still not 100 percent fixed. It's not even like 80 percent fixed, but it's 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 weird. Like and a good friend, in my opinion, will will like uh i'm gonna shout out my former boss amy holland um she is the reason why i'm in the the professional career that i am in um why i have a job here in iowa it's all re related to her because she gave me a shot but she said she said lots of things that stick in the back of my mind but she said something um about something i was talking about one day and she said people don't want a friend they want a yes man and that shit is fucking dangerous uh -huh. that shit's so dangerous amy was my boss first and foremost but like now that we're not co-workers anymore she is one of my closest friends i i love her to death she's the sweetest person i've ever met she gave me lots of sound advice and she was never afraid to call me on any of my bullshit uh -huh. and that shit matters because people who will call you on your bullshit 
are people who want to see you succeed and not everybody yeah. wants to see you succeed when the fucking alcohol is dry and the blunts out and everybody's fucking waking up and they're hung over those motherfuckers who are going to walk out and not say a word to you after that party they're yep. not your people they're not your fucking uh -uh. people they're just not no that is such a solid statement like that and people don't people want to see you be six the people that want to see you do successful sometimes are they want you to only do as well as them yes that they don't want the second that you start to do better or start to achieve things that they are too afraid to do too yeah you find out i always thought okay yeah you find out who your friends are when shit gets tough but mm. when shit starts going real good too then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. You were always the friend that was going through shit. Like, it was really easy to be my friend, like, when my dad was sick. or I mean, it wasn't easy, but, like, you know, when he passed away and I was hard on my luck trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I was the friend that was like, oh, you know, misery wants, li loves company. Let's yep. go drink. Let's go party, whatever. Yes. Yep. And then I remember being a friend um, to this girl that she was a nurse and she wanted to – get her NP. She had been a nurse for like over 10 years and she would always bitch and moan about, I want to go to school, but like, you know, I don't want to do it or this. She had an excuse for it. It's like, that's fine. Like, cool. Like if you don't want to do that, that's cool. But then the second that I stopped working shitty jobs and started finally like, okay, I'm going to try this business again. I'm going to try this thing. And then I did it. I remember her giving me shit because she was like, I know people that do microblading that make more than nurses. No one should ever make more than a nurse. Uh, and like she would make these, I know. I'm like, ew, well, bro, ew, I mean, bro. there's a lot of people that should make more than nurses, you know, like, I don't know, teachers or, I mean, not maybe more than nurses, but like, there's a lot of people that should be making a hell of a lot more money than they make. Absolutely. And, and I'm just like, but that doesn't give you the right to make side shitty comments. Like I should never, I shouldn't be making, you know, what I could potentially make or like, you know shaming making me feel guilt over something i was pursuing and so that's someone you got to cut off and i was just like all right asta manana if you don't want to be a part of this or like support me and what i'm doing then later days like you don't need that kind of energy no it's true it's true and and it's for i, I think i one thing that i struggle with because one uh i'm an empath and it it's it's both a blessing and a horrible curse yeah, um, because i know when i need to tell somebody to kick rocks and it's really yeah. fucking hard for me to do it yeah yeah and l my wife and i disagree on quite a bit of things and but one thing that i learned concretely from this woman is people who don't match your energy don't deserve your energy oh and for sure that shit is something that has stuck with me and yep. so like you know i i don't know it's like um it's it, it was hard it was hard for a long time for me to not find myself in the middle of these interdimensional squabbles between friends trying to make everything better trying to squash the beef trying to that shit's taxing and i'm mm -hmm. too i'm way too old for that shit now and mm -hmm. i was too old oh, for yeah. it then but i was it was i was it was easy for me to be like well this is but but if i don't do this then i won't have these people around and truth is some of those people i, I didn't need to have around and yeah i'm i'm better for 
not saying any of those people are shitty. They just had different paths that they took and that's fine. Totally. Some yeah. of those people I don't talk to anymore are fucking thriving. Good for them. I don't, I'm, I'm happy for you. I, mm-hmm. and some of those people are wallowing in the muck of their own self pity and inability to do anything that fucking matters in their life. So I don't take pride or glory or, you know, cynicism or anything, anything like that. in in any of, in any of those people, but it, it is, it is a testament to like, it, it's important to put yourself first sometimes. Like that's not yeah. a self putting yourself first is not a selfish thing. It's not. Yeah. Necessarily. That's, that's one thing that I, in the last, like, you know, new year, new me, <laughs> that's one thing that I am really trying to do is learn how to set boundaries and say no, mm, because yeah. I feel like I've been a people pleaser for a really long time. And especially owning a business, you feel like I always have to say yes. I always have to do these things because like, especially with me, like I am my business. It is just me. So like one bad experience with me is my entire business. That's my reputation. That's so I've always been in just drawing like simple boundaries with people. Like it's, it was a scary thing to do, but I learned like you have to do it. And it's, it's fun. It's really funny because even like, you know, when I was in my early twenties, like me and my friend, we would go out and drink and party like crazy. And now it's like, I'm like, you know, I'll have a drink with brunch. I'll have a drink here and there. I'm not like a heavy drinker, heavy partier, Mm. but I decided like in the last year, like I've gotten, I've always had anxiety. It's gotten a lot worse since like everything with my dad and my dad passing away and then throw in that little fun treat that was 2020 and that, that little thing just decided to go off the rails. So, um, it started like anytime, like even just like drinking, like a drink, like it would just really heighten my anxiety. So I decided to do a dry January. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do a whole month of like nothing and just see how I feel like, you know, without anything, like, really adding to the mix. And it's funny how quick people that, like, know that I'm not a drinker anyway are like, come on, just drink with me. Or, like, like, come on, man. And then I, like, finally said no. I was, like, so proud that I was like, you know what? I'm just, like, even though it's not a big deal or it's, like, I don't have, it's not like I'm going to drink a sip and then just, like, you know, all of a sudden I'm, on the floor but I was like you know I can do this and like not have a problem but why because someone like made me feel like I wasn't gonna be fun if I didn't like no yeah I uh uh I I I am the alcohol is something that I continue to struggle with as you can see I'm sitting here drinking a beer now but um it was world shattering to go through like my you know my my treatment shit all the stuff I had to go through because I chose um going out over being present at home you know where I should have been with you know my wife and kids regardless of how I justified it which was well they were all in bed so it was fine you know for me to to disappear and it's when I couldn't do that on a regular basis anymore, that's when the the herd started getting cold. And only a handful of people who I used to consider like my fucking homies are from from that time. There's like 
five of them, five people, mm-hmm. maybe something. I'm I, I'm ballparking. Um, it it it. I mean, it, it change like stuff like that changes you. And when you have realizations like that, they start off. You feel like shitty in the beginning. Like you feel like it's a you problem, but it's not. It's because what mm-hmm. humans want is camaraderie. And if their shtick is, I that's the second time I've I've said shtick in this podcast. I can't say. I'm it here for it. I'm not. <laughs> fuck. Um, if that's their thing, they want people who are like minded, and that relegates back to the more if you surround yourself with the same mentality, and there's nothing new going on in your life, then there's never going to be anything new going on in your life. Yeah. And. Totally. Some of those people, they don't mean to do it. Most of them don't. Some of them are bitter mm-hmm. fucking pricks, but most of them just want somebody who they, who feel like they, you know, like you get them or right. it's, it's that, that, that brotherhood or sisterhood. Yeah, it's comfortable. It is. And comfortability is where dreams go to die. Yeah, for sure. I don't like it. I don't like it. That being said, right. uh, you know, I, it's something that I, I, that I do still struggle with that I'm, talking to my therapist about Kevin shout out Kevin super fucking cool dude uh and 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 that's it that's okay like there's there's not like as long as you're I feel like as long as you're trying to move forward then then you take your licks with your successes and you learn from what you need to learn from and I mean that's it I don't know that but I do I'm gonna stop fucking talking again and I want to because I said I didn't have an agenda, but I kind of did because Uh-oh. Well, I kind of did because you are uh, I've 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 watched. It sounds so stalkery to actually say it, but it, it's true. I a lot of what I see from my friends who I don't get to see on a regular basis or even semi regular basis anymore is only what they post on Facebook. And mm-hmm. what I have seen is you've launched a first of all, you are, you, you did, first of all, I think the most relevant thing to you is that you are the owner of a small business and you were impacted heavily by, um, 2020's shit show that was COVID-19 and the coronavirus and all that. Um, Mm -hmm. and you are one of, uh, a very small number of, of people who have, taken off on their own without the backing of some, you know, they like that. So I wanted to talk to you firsthand experience, like what, how fucking I, 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 I gander that 2020 was shitty for you, but I just want you to talk about what kind of a struggle that was in terms of keeping your dream floating on the water and not getting dragged down by everything in the ocean dude it was first of all it was like nice in a way as fucked up as it sounds to know that everybody else was going through it at the same time (laughs) i feel that i feel that there's nothing because it was like because it it was it wasn't because I failed. It wasn't because I wasn't good enough. It wasn't because I made a wrong business decision. It was because collectively the world as a whole was really going through some shit. Yeah. Um, and it was really scary because I'm like, 
here's the thing, like restaurant owners, bar businesses, whatever, like, dude, they're still going through it. Like obviously the back and yep. forth of like, we're open. We can only do carry out. We can only do 25% capacity to go orders. Hey, a chef just got COVID. We got to close down again. Like it's, it's hard to keep up as a patron knowing like where I can go. So like, I can only imagine how much that's hurting their business. Like, and it's so it's like, but at the same time, they've been able to like still do some sort of something. And like with me having to be totally shut down, because obviously I couldn't be, I couldn't do my job without being an inch from someone's face. So, um, and then at the same time, I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to make people care about lashes and brows when nobody's going anywhere? Um, so I thought I was done. Like I really, like I had, at first, like I had like a, I think I was in denial. I went through like the stages of grief, like in <laughs> denial. Then it was kind of nice to not have a schedule and just be here with my dog and just kind of exist for a while. I, because, you know, as humans, yep. we go from like, I mean, and you have kids in the mix. So it's like being a dad and, you know, working and doing this, running a household, whatever. And so it's like, you know, and here I am trying to run a business, go to the gym, do these things, socialize, whatever. And so it was cool to just, exist and not have to worry about being anywhere at, at any time. Like I remember just taking the longest walks with Tyson and being like, this is nice because it's not like, okay, I got to get this in really quick before I go anywhere. Like we can just, I can leave my phone, leave my watch and just go. And that was nice. But then of course I had the uh, crisis of like, like several breakdowns. Like, okay, when is this going to end? Like not having an end date or like any sort of timeline in mind. It's like, I didn't get unemployment like that never hit until I was already working again. I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the things that I was going to ask you about. You're one of uh -huh. those people who fell through the cracks, who were yep. like a legitimate small business owner struggling probably yeah. harder than most others who because you were fairly new at oh, that. Yeah. Like you didn't have <clears throat> I don't know what your profit margin is, but mm -hmm. I can't imagine that it's much better than um then then well i think restaurants are six percent so hopefully it's it's better than that but like your 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 business is it it's not people but it's it is people but it's not people in the same way that restaurants provide like a service that's consumable yours is yeah. something that people do to feel better about themselves, mm -hmm. to uh, build self-confidence, to like want to go out and party, mm -hmm. you know, go to that wedding, uh, do that event, whatever, whatever it is that your 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 business was people oriented and it relied on the events and happenings of other people. So yeah. you were like compoundly affected by that. And I watched you complain complain is not the right word voice frustration with the fact that mm -hmm. you were unable to get what you were owed and what mm -hmm. should have been provided to you uh with with the with the coronavirus relief shit like you didn't get your unemployment yeah. uh, did you yeah. did your stimulus get fucked up too um i ended up getting that but i got screwed out of the um the most recent one uh i did get that one what was it was like a like a care act for small businesses i forget what it was called I know PUA yeah. or something and it was just like some sort of loan or something I think it was that was P supposed to help ppa was that it 
something. Pe- so I know what you're talking about. And everybody yeah, else is going to know what you're talking about. I didn't get approved for that either because, like, everyone was acting. That was I think that was the most frustrating part is people were acting like there was all this abundance of help. And I wasn't seeing it, but yet I was seeing people constantly bragging about not working and the amount of money that they were saving and putting away, which, like, good for them. That's not their fault. But it was like, holy shit, I'm blowing through my savings. I I didn't get – like, I still had to pay for my studio. Like, I didn't get any sort of relief with that. Like, our um, landlord, I love them, but they're also a small business, so they're like, look – there's this relief that you can apply for, but like, we can't, we can't help you with rent. And so I still had bills going out. I said the pay, pay for my apartment. I still had all these bills and was it the no PPP? help. Was it the paycheck paycheck protection program? Was that what it was? Yeah. I that's think that's it. what it was. I think that might be it. Mm-hmm. And there was supposed to be some sort of thing where it was like a $10,000 loan that you could get that if you could prove that it went towards like your business, um, like you wouldn't have to pay it back. It was like some sort of like tax write-off-ish thing. I didn't get approved for that. Like I got denied for all of that shit. And so I'm like, and that stuff was like a big scandal because that ended up going to like different chains and franchises and things. I was going to bring it up. It was, it was evident, evidentiary of the top, like these motherfuckers with their Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands or hundreds of millions of dollars Mm -hmm. having the audacity to yeah. apply for these programs that were not fucking meant yeah. for them. Yep, yep. Taking and they literal so food quick. out of your mouth. I So quick, because like me and my sister, my sister is also a business owner. She's a graphic designer. So like she was telling me like, Rach, like it's going to be like, you're going to you, like, like open enrollment for it or whatever. Was it going to be this time, this day? Like be ready. I was on my shit and it was gone. Like it was gone so quick. And like a lot of like, what the fuck? Yeah. And my favorite thing now is when people are like, oh, but you got that all, all that back pay at once. Like that had to have been a good check, huh? And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, to dig myself out, to try and chip away at all the debt I accrued because I didn't have an income when I was putting Amazon fresh groceries on a credit card because I had zero monies. Yeah. Like, they want to act like now that like I'm balling out and it's like, dude, I'm trying to play catch up. Like I've been really lucky that I've been able to bounce back. Like I remember, so every six months I get a inspection with the health department and uh, when he came back, it was literally right after, you know, um, we opened back up and he's like, how's business? I'm like, eh, you know, touch and go. Like I'm, making it happen but like it's tight like it's it's tough and uh he's like well you know at least you're still here there's a lot of businesses that i usually go see that they're not here anymore like and i'm like you know that's a real reality that i needed to hear humbling for sure like you know as basically as long as i can survive and make it through it like that's cool and luckily for me uh something i didn't think would be a benefit is the masks because everybody's staring at their lashes and brows and they don't give a shit about anything else right now it's so it's worked in my favor in a sense it's come full circle but it, it was a hell of a time there's this oh man everything about last year was so fucking weird and like i know mm-hmm. you said like yeah you got to spend more time with the kids i love my kids but being a stay-at-home dad is not for my fat ass. I was Mm-mm. sitting at home on my days <laughs> off like, Nurgle, please let me come in. I, <laughs> these kids are driving me insane. 
They're fighting mm-hmm. about the dumbest shit. It's all the stuff that I deal with on a daily basis, but not between the hours of eight and fucking five, bro. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not meant to do this. I, I will say though, I, uh, in, in my case, what happened was I got lucky because I'm like the corporate workhorse. So I didn't get my hours completely cut. I was able to work Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and um, had Tuesday and Thursday off while I was furloughed. And that lasted for about two months before Mm -hmm. it became necessary for me to come back. So I was able to claim unemployment, which was that $600 a week, um, on top of my paycheck for Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I ended up making more money during that time than I would have had I been full-time working. That did not... And I think for most people did not make me want to not have a job. What it made me realize is that we all should be able to make more money. None of us in in the land of prosperity should be looking forward to an like somebody broke it down. They were like this six hundred dollars a week that you guys are bitching about people getting for sitting on their asses. This is what a 40 hour, $15 an hour work week looks like for somebody. And so because, because that was on top of my wages, I made out better. I was able to do Mm -hmm. things like uh, play around in the stock market a little bit, you know, just a few hundred bucks. I was able to buy my kids things that would, I hope, I, I hoped would keep them entertained during quarantine. Mm-hmm. I was able to do some things around the house um, and, and focus my energy. I did with that a little bit of extra money is how I, that little bit of extra income is what got me my mics, um, which were the only hardware that anybody who's listening, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, you can buy one of these mics that I have for like 70 bucks on Amazon, but that's how I got two of them. And that's mm-hmm. how me and Tony started recording. Um, and I just remember like in the midst of not being able to fucking go anywhere or do anything or planning on when lunch hour is, when takeout hour is. And we were much less negatively impacted out here in Iowa because mm-hmm. we're a more conservative rural state than than Ohio. Um, like having, just not having to look at my bank account, if I wanted to go buy a fucking gallon of milk or a box yep. of mac and cheese, Dude, the a peace of mind that came with that was yeah. uh, it's, it's inconceivable. And people mm-hmm. who have never or haven't struggled a day in their lives or haven't in a long time who have become disenchanted or disenfranchised with the, the, the strugglings of regular ass folks like us. It's like they don't get it. They don't get it. Yep. And and on top yep. of that, you have these motherfuckers in Congress sitting there with their fucking 200 Fifty, four hundred thousand dollar a year, whatever, plus the money they make from, uh, you know, their lobbyists and whatever uh, private interest they held before getting elected. All of that, all of that dark, dark shit. And they're like, "Well, we're, you know, uh, you know, six hundred dollars is is too much for." I'm like, "What? What? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? We're the richest country on on planet Earth, and we're we're telling people to fucking." 
to eat eat our dicks basically like like <laughs> do you know what i mean that's what it felt like i know and, and i say that from a place where i didn't struggle nearly as badly i know for a fact i didn't struggle as badly as you did and i know that i didn't struggle as nearly as badly as somebody who uh, was fully laid off or fully furloughed yeah. or completely yeah. lost their job with the inability mm-hmm. to rehire. Like oh, many sure. people's businesses closed down. They, yeah. they, they, they're not there anymore. 50% mm-hmm. of small, uh, of small business restaurants in America are gone. They're never going to reopen. Yeah, and that was, terrible. that's even higher for, for my own minority owned restaurants. So like yep. it, fucking shit, dude. And like, we couldn't, come together and have a better plan of attack like we're all just sitting here watching each other fucking tread water barely and Mm -hmm. and it was just like so you know i didn't have a small i work for a small business but i am not a small business owner so Mm -hmm. my firsthand experience came from people like you and i'm like damn man i i'm i pulled for you the entire time like i hope she can fucking make it i I didn't (laughs) you know dive into the deluge of comments that you've got plenty of support and stuff from people who like felt your pain but in reality like nobody was in a position to help you no and isn't you know what my favorite thing is well first of all like you said it's so sad that it took a global pandemic for us to like for people that were really struggling or for people to feel that extra cushion of financial stability like just the fact that they could go buy something or like get groceries and not look at their bank account or whatever like it, that money when I was like oh I'll get that extra 600 a month like or a week sick that's way more than I was making at my last job yeah. like that's sad and I was working busting my ass like turn in like 20 clients a day when I was doing body waxing to just scrape by and I'm like so I can just sit here and make more than I was killing myself for back then that's madness like that should never be the case and then also it's always my favorite thing when a celebrity steps up to the plate like look at me i'm gonna donate all these millions to this relief or whatever and it's like if we could just get like you know like one person can do that and it's so helpful like why why isn't there something in place where like our whole government can't come together and do more it's because and i look i i'm not wholly against capitalism but the idea behind capitalism is the free market and you know um people don't want to talk about people want to talk about like um your success and your 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 uh your work drive and your desire to succeed in whatever it is that you're putting out into the market but like so much of that is based on whether or not you had a leg up from the get-go. Not saying you were born into like, I'm not saying you were Donald Trump, but he's a good example. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know, I don't know enough about Nancy Pelosi to say anything, but like, I know that Nancy Pelosi's family is just fine. They were not like, she did a a fucking, a, a video of her and her, like $500,000 fridge pulling out ice cream that cost her probably, I don't know, stem cells and maybe like a million dollars to fucking obtain. (laughs) Like, uh, so it's, there's, 
so much of capitalism is based on yeah i understand how the market works like like a, a a layman's level but a lot of that is related to how many opportunities you had from a younger age whether that be from infancy from childhood or from um but a, a good portion of that also is fucking luck like mm-hmm. bill gates smart super fucking smart dude Lucky. He's a one-off. Elon Musk is a fucking one-off, regardless of how intelligent he is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Bezos, a fucking one-off. Like, nobody knew that those, th- like, they. it was a gamble. And that was mm-hmm. luck. Gambles are always luck. And some educated guesses on what you think the market demand is going to be. That doesn't mm-hmm. take into account the people who work regular-ass jobs like me and you that keep people feeling just generally human. Like, you are uh, like, and and then that you delve into like the essential business categories. Like, who is essential? Well, I can tell you one thing. I might not go look. I'm I have a baloney patch and my hairline recedes every fucking day. I don't frequent salons, but my wife likes going to get her nails done. I attached to my business where I work is is a is a beauty salon, and they got fucking hit. They got mm-hmm. hit hard. There were all these regulations about masks, about how many people, about you call ahead for an appointment. But those people, like people don't keep those businesses in business because they're not important. They keep right. people feeling human. It's not, yeah. it might not be essential because, you know, they're not nurses or doctors or I don't mm-hmm. know, your podiatrist, but for your bunions, but like they, they exist for a reason. Businesses yeah. don't exist for, for, for no fucking reason. They provide a service that is goes right back to capitalism. I just think that I, I just have a problem with the fact that we are the richest, most profitable, pro, prosperous country on the planet was cool with letting people slide to the fucking left for the sake of politics, for yep. the sake of the national debt. Motherfuckers are out here dying. The suicide rate went up. Domestic violence went up. People are jobless claims were at the highest since and 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 blowing out of the proportions of the Great Depression. And we're over here arguing about how we're going to fucking pay for it. How are you going to pay for these fucking lives? How are you going to pay for these kids that are growing up without their dads or their moms because they killed themselves because they couldn't fucking figure out how to put food on the fucking table? It made me sick. It made me fucking nauseous to watch people that I care about struggle, to watch people who have put everything into starting something up that they were passionate about, just watching it all sink beneath the fucking beneath the foam. Like and and now now we have, you know, a new president and everything's magically going to be better. And I don't think as yet we're. You know, we're a whole weekend. I, I mean, that's a short amount of time, but I haven't seen. I don't know. I just I maybe I'm maybe I'm what's the word jaded. I guess I'm jaded. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. This is totally off topic, but do, are you into the Enneagram at all? The uh, I feel like I should know what that what that term is. It's basically a scale that psychologists use to determine your personality type oh yeah the it's usually four letters right yeah the ready test r-e right r-h-e-t-i wait no, usually there's like a, there's a, a variety 
And Rachel can't do math. <laughs> I can't either. I was going to let you slide. You said, wait, that's not four letters. I was like, oh my God, it's not. No. It's five. No. But it's it's like the you have like the, the different personality types where it's like four. The, I mean, like your personality type is is an acronym of four letters that means. Oh, I know what you're talking about. This M- one's is, a little bit different. Okay. All right. So I'm wrong. That's this fine. one. So I forget what that one is, but I know what you're talking about. Cause it'll be like E N J T or like, whatever. yes, and that's I, exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. So what I've are you taken talking that about? Before. I forget what that is. The Enneagram is a scale of one through nine. So there's nine different personality types and you take this test. It's like a hundred questions and it's based on your personality and it tells you it's it's so interesting. I'm just curious to see what your type is because I feel like we're so similar and just like in weird things too, man. First of all, like a couple of quick things. You are capable of so much and you like, I don't know, as you talk about things, I'm like, dude, you could do that. Or like, this is like, I don't know, like when you're talking about your book, you need to write your fucking book. I know. And, that's, and I it's know. super weird that you said that because I'm trying to write a book. <laughs> sort of like on the same thing. Cool. Wait a, wait a, wait a, now because you did the so podcast. Now, we gotta first. Do now it. I got to fucking do the book first. Now All you right, got to do cool. it. And you know what? And you know what's crazy is I've been really procrastinating on it for like the same reasons that you said. And. Hello, let's just talk more audio. You're just <laughs> bursting in the song like eight times. That <laughs> dude, may or may not. Dude, dude, dude. Uh, dude, but audiobooks. Hello. Do you know uh, Summer Kendrick actually yeah. uh, messaged me, um, which we weren't friends. We were we're friends in junior high and high school and then she got married and we weren't friends on Facebook. And then like, I guess she heard about my podcast and she like added me back and, and messaged me. She was like, I just want you to like, gave me some compliments and like, it was really nice to hear from her. And, um, she told me that she would listen to me narrating an audio book. And I was like, well shit. So I like started going down that road and, uh, uh, I don't, know if I could do that but I, I I mean I guess I guess I Dude, would give you it a totally sh- could you have a great voice for it mm. and even if you wrote the book and didn't want to do the audio book like if you decided like man this isn't for me there's voice actors that would do that you know that's what I, they do because it's know, not always the people that write the book that have the per like they're not always the one reading it. Right. No, I know that firsthand. She was saying that I could I could narrate other people's audiobooks. But totally could. I don't want to narrate my own because I already wrote the shit. I don't want yeah. to fucking read it out loud to yeah. people. You know, yeah. if I'm gonna fucking it look, I don't want an audiobook if Morgan fucking Freeman isn't doing the fucking narration. <laughs> Period. I don't fucking want it. Or, In a world or, where... 
This is planet Earth. <laughs> I can't even. I can't do it. I can't do it. More. In a world where mac and cheese is talked about and quickly dismissed. <laughs> How dare you say that mac and cheese is quickly dismissed? I will fight anybody who's ready to dismiss mac and cheese. It's why I look the way that I do because mac and hey, cheese is God. Okay. You know what I was gonna say earlier when you're talking about the tall teas or whatever the hell, however you describe them. Uh, I'd need a couple of those if I ever got to taste your mac and cheese. <laughs> I have to admit that I heard you say if I ever got to say if I ever got to taste your mac and cheese, but Quentin interjected himself and so I missed That's the cool. part that was before that. I said earlier when you were talking about your tall tees or whatever the hell you described your shirts as. <laughs> okay, okay. I said I would have been able to do those. I, 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 I get it. Your mac and I get it. Something about the way I just think that that's probably false. I don't think that's the way that it would work. Um, but I would be happy to provide anybody with an oversized t-shirt if they want to go down the rabbit hole of Kenny's mac and cheese. It would it would be it would be a comfort. I would be fine with providing that. Oh yeah. But I wouldn't Bring rely it. on 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 a stimulus package to provide me that uh, opportunity <laughs> to do that because we can't rely on the government. Um, oh. Man, I I guess. We talked about a lot of the shit that I, like I said, no agenda, but I was hoping we would cover, uh, honestly, the majority of, of shit that we've had a conversation about. And yeah. I, I don't, it's just, the more that I do these, the more I feel like, I don't know, the more that I talk to people who I should have been better at staying in contact with and um, having conversations with, I feel like it's just indicative of how little like we know about what we're supposed to do as human beings and about like how little we know about each other because like what you were talking about earlier was like when you lose friends because your lifestyle changes for the better, no less. Mm -hmm. It's it's also the same. I feel like it's the same way with like our society as a whole. I can't speak for other countries, but America like it's everything is so flavor of the week. And I don't want to mm -hmm. be like I don't want my life to be a flavor of the week. I want to be I want my I want my kids to remember me for, you know, like getting shit wrong and then and then being, you know, the first one to be like. I was wrong. I just had to do this mm -hmm. the other night. I want I want my friends and people who are trying to do things that matter like to themselves and to the world and honestly like things that matter to you and yourself could be to the fucking world or to people who you know you directly impact. I I just like I feel like there should be more shit going on like what you and I are doing right now which in to you and me is small it's tiny it's inconsequential mm -hmm. but like to somebody else that listened to this they might be like like if i what i said was when i started this if i can provide a laugh or a different train of thought or or anything that is of value to somebody else in doing what i'm doing then that's a win and all mm -hmm. i'm out is time 
and 70 yeah. bucks for this mic. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm doing it for myself. This is as, as good for me as it might be for somebody who heard something they didn't know they needed to hear. So yep. I don't know, man. I don't and know. I just think like right now and just like everything that's been going on in the world and with social media, like it's hard to really connect with people. It like, is. We're, we're, like we're so connected via social media, but people aren't connecting anymore. Even when people are hanging out, they got their faces in their phones. Like I'm guilty of it. Me too. Me and too. so it's like, when's the last time? Like, that's one thing that I love so much about my boyfriend is he always has made an effort to be present. Like we put our phones away when we spend time together. We played this little game called we're not really strangers. And it's like uh, a deck of cards that you ask each other questions. Like it, prompts you to ask like deeper questions um so like we'll do stuff like that and like really connect and i'm like when's the last time that you've had like a like conversation that's what i love about this so much and like people from all different walks of life all different situations careers like hardships whatever because you better like that's something that we should be doing especially with like all the crazy world shit that's been happening and things that are like trying to divide us like it's such an important time to connect and try and understand yes. each other on yeah. different levels because that's the shit that matters i like what you said there because it's it's absolutely true if there's one thing if there's one thing and i'm i i don't know any i still know hardly any people out here in iowa so i still feel like and I, I'm, I'm in a small town, so everybody fucking knows everybody. They grew up together. Their families know their families, know their grandpappies, know their great, great Grammy, grand, gramps, grand, like, uh, yeah, my my father-in-law's sister's cousin sold you that John Deere that you plow your goddamn soybean field with. That's where I'm at. And I don't know any of these people. So I am the outlier. Yeah. And not only that, I'm, but if there's one thing that even even me in my isolated corner of Southwest Iowa has, it's been made very apparent is that humans, we have become so uh, disenfranchised with, with fellow human interaction. One thing that you don't really, nobody realized they missed how much they missed doing stupid shit. Like, going to Frisch's and getting a big boy and hearing that annoying fucking kid, you know, at the table uh, because there's nobody else at the restaurant and you're in the drive-through and your kids are screaming because they want onion rings or French fries and you ain't going inside. You're going to sit there in the back seat and you're going to shut the fuck up. Like that's it. Like not being able to go anywhere or do anything, mm -hmm. being limited in your ability to literally go outside and do something that piqued your fancy. That's yep. it was taken from us mm -hmm. and it was limited. It was regulated. It was mandated for safety, for economics, for government, whatever. But there, there was a shift that happened. And I think that um, now more than ever, people can actually find and appreciate the value in stupid shit like Facebook Messenger. Because, yeah, yep. it was convenient for my wife to call me and video chat me while I'm in the store so I can show her, like, you know, the aisle and get the right type of fucking cheese for her, sh her charcuterie board. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> or like, no, that's provolone. I want fucking uh, Mancigo. So yeah. like it's it's beyond that. And what like what we're doing right now is still it, this is still important because mm-hmm. look, if you look at the stock of Zoom of uh, I'm sure Facebook stock has gone up. Anything that's related to contact via uh, via Internet. It, it's just it, it, it's the future. It's been the future, but now it's even mm-hmm. more apparent. And it made all of us miss other people. Like mm-hmm. I missed my people in Ohio. And even though I couldn't see them in Iowa, I missed them even more in that I know that if I was in Ohio, there would have been rules that I had to follow in order to maintain that relationship, gathering right. restrictions, stuff like that. It's like, if anything, I, I feel like, so 2020 was a shit show, um, but if there was a lesson to be learned, I would think that we could all agree on the collective value of human interaction. Like we need each other. We yeah. fucking need each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting you said that about the restaurant too, because my sister sent a funny video of my niece when she was a baby at Skyline doing just something cute who knows and um like the all the chatter and all the noise that you hear in the restaurant my sister was like isn't that crazy to hear that like i never thought i'd miss that noise and that's such a simple thing that you never think about and it's just wild it's like um it's like if you walk into if you walk into a daycare and you don't hear any kids laughing or crying. It's like, where the fuck am I? Mm-hmm. Like, you walk into Hy-Vee. The store out here is Hy-Vee. Trust me, I really fucking miss Kroger. God damn it, I miss Kroger. <laughs> it's like walking in there and they have like, they have like, well, the, uh, the seniors and at-risk adults can come in from 7 to, you know, 6 a.m. To, to 8 a.m. And then everybody else can come after, but you have to stay six feet apart. You have to wear a mask, um, you know, maintain your social distancing, um, all of that. It's like it, it it completely removes fundamental human behavior. Like we're not set up for that shit. We're all like, high five, man. How you doing? What's going on? How's your wife? How's your kids? How's your mom? Is your uh, how, out here? It's like, how are your cattle doing? Did that litter give birth? Uh, do you have new calves? What's your like? Can I buy a cow? Quarter calf? Like it's 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 gone. And they were more resistant to it out here, but I mean, it, but everywhere the, on the whole, it was people trying to adjust quickly to this new way that we're supposed to do things. And mm-hmm. like, I just don't think that we're 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 not we're not set up for that. We're not set up for that. So I do mm-hmm. like I I really do appreciate what. I appreciate shit like this is what I'm saying. I, yeah. I just, oh, for sure. I just like, it's nice to be able to, because for some, for a lot of people, what we're doing right now is the only way that they were able to like see their families. It was the only yep. way they were able to feel human. It was the only way they were able to deal with their crippling anxiety or depression was talking to their family members. That they hadn't seen in six fucking months. Some people, 
you know? Yep. And it compounds a host of other issues. But I mean, at the end of the day, like I, I think that 2020 is like one of the biggest lessons I've taken away from 2020 is like how important we should be to each other. Mm-hmm. And mental health. I'm glad that you touched on that. Talking like that's something health, that man. needs to be yes. normalized. Yeah. Like I've gone to therapy, like there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. Nothing. If you're having some issues, dude, even if you're see? not, if your life yeah. is fine, you could go. still talk to somebody you and fucking feel like there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. There's never, everybody's got their shit and everyone can always like, you can always benefit from that. Yeah. Like you said, even when things are going great, it's still a good place to just touch base and see where you're at. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. There's some, I think everyone should go. I think, I think, and I think for men too, like that's something, another thing that my boyfriend and I have talked about is like how they're like that toxic masculinity where it's not okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for men to cry or show emotion or show any sort of like quote unquote weakness. And it's such a strength to be able to talk about your feelings. And I will never date a dude again that is not in touch with their emotions and can't talk about shit. Like you, you got, you just, that, it's not that good for your relationship. Okay. I was that person. I, I was. Mm-hmm. It was a point of pride for me to um, carry everything on on my shoulders uh, mm-hmm. and and pretend pretend it, it is an act. It was an act that pretending like yeah. like the world didn't phase me. And it's not. It was not healthy. It's not yeah. healthy for 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 a person who is respon- like literally responsible for a family or a family member or mm-hmm. anything like if you have even if you're only responsible for yourself you owe it to yourself and if you're not only responsible yourself for yourself mm-hmm. you owe it to the rest of your family to take care of you and i've not always been good at doing that but there should well not- i mean that's just a thing with uh, as like men are raised like i mean shit you see guys like it's societal oh, impulse up. yes uh, yeah, societal toughen up, toughen up, influence you know and so like men are expected like I mean, even like cops, military, first responders, they see some fucked up shit and then they're just expected to carry on and do do it again, do it again. Like that's their job. That's what they signed up for. And nobody cares about like the mental side of that. And like being a man, it's like you're expected to be in society's eyes, this tough, strong guy that handles business and then never cracks. And that's not that's not realistic and that's super unfair and it's not. I think like that, Everton, yeah. I think that I I agree with everything that you just said. And I think that at its core, toxic masculinity isn't about like, oh well, I hunt my meat and I have a farm <laughs> and you know, you're not a man if you don't drive a stick. Like I can't drive a stick. I've never shot a goddamn thing in my life. But yeah. if you can, I I mean, society has beaten an enemy that you're probably more masculine than me. However, I cook my fucking ass off. I love my kids and I take care of them. I give hugs. Mm-hmm. I give kisses. I do, you know, like I feel like it's way more masculine to be reliable 
and yeah. available than it is to be anything that somebody said like, oh, if you don't have a 1987 GMC Jimmy or I, I'm going to catch so much heat for that. I don't even think GMC <laughs> made the Jimmy in 1987. So what the fuck? Who ever? gives a shit? Who gives a <laughs> single fuck? God damn it. But um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It, it's healthier to be look it, like toxic masculinity is pretending like men don't have brains. And we do mm-hmm. like people, women like to do things like say like men are just dumb or they're desensitized or they're uh, shallow. And that may be the case, but it's also the case for women. But society is or is mm-hmm. partly responsible for propagating that stereotype. Yeah, like there totally. is there is more to men than uh, than, you know, what fucking car they drive, how much money they make, yep. whether or not they're able to. um you know, walk away from a a rejection, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like there, there's, there's more to that. And, and mental health is, is it's, it's way more than that for, for women as well. I just think what the, what the, what the fuck is the problem with why why, it makes me, why why the fuck is there a stigma attached to like wanting to take care of your brain? I don't understand it. I know. And that's the thing is like, I am so, and maybe it's an age thing now too, but I, I don't care if you're the hottest thing walking if you can't like have a good conversation with me and we can't really like, if you just aren't like intellectual and you don't have anything interesting to say, I'm not interested. Like if there's not like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's, I feel like it's a lot, it goes both ways. Like the people are, and I think to people, especially with dating now, it's like who can care less. Like, oh, if I don't, I, I can't show that I care because then they'll know I care, which like, hi, isn't that the point? <laughs> like, what is the point of a I, relationship I if you're not willing to let the people who you're in a relationship with, let, let them know how they, how you feel about them. That's people part are of so communication. People are so afraid to be vulnerable. People are so afraid of it because if you're vulnerable, then you can be judged. And I feel like people are so afraid to let their guards down. The other And then that's just boring. It is. I'm. I. I feel like I. I. Uh, I've never. Never dated a dude. So, but I, I feel like <laughs> it would. It would be boring to ask your significant other how their day was, and every day they give you the same answer, uh, and then ask you what's for dinner. Uh, like you know what I mean like yeah I I just it's it does seem boring and honestly there's a with with what makes human beings interesting isn't what we do it's how we think and how we think impacts what we do so if what you think I do is interesting it's because of the way my brain operates and if you stop thinking that what I do is interesting then there might be something wrong with my brain and that is going to impact our communication. That's going to impact the way that I function as a human being. All of those things are, that's why, like you said that I've been consistent with, with my podcast and I wasn't like I, my last before I started before 2020, uh, before 2021, I, I didn't, September was my last podcast. Uh, and I didn't do another one for three months because I got depressed and, mm-hmm. um, ran out of money and went back to paycheck to paycheck. And, and it was, it was, it's, it's rough. Like uh-huh. if I have the, the the biggest stressor in my life is like, is money. Like 
it affects my mood. It affects my, my, my cupboard, you know, like that's, it, it, that's how it is. And just that little bit of time I spent with my therapist who I'd never met before, you have to, I had to step out of my comfort zone and, and be uh-huh. like, listen, this is what's going on with me, man. I'm struggling with this as a parent, with this as a husband. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out. Um, because I know I'm doing some things right, but I want to do the things that I'm doing wrong. I want to do those better. And mm-hmm. what the fuck is wrong? That's all self-improvement. Isn't that what America's all about is yeah. being better, being yeah. the best? That's what yeah. I want. Yeah. Amen. Fuck. Preach the church of Kenny <laughs> and his thoughts. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to come back uh, oh. to Cincinnati and have you thread my brows. <laughs> Oh shit! Yes. Microblade my breath. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna do that. I'll bring my wife. You can do hers. I'm not. <laughs> I just I got this one puffy area here. It's just it's my trademark, so it's gonna stay. Don't do it. Don't cock yeah. your eyebrows at me. Your perfectly shaped eyebrows. My I'm perfectly done. drawn on eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted, I if you don't have anything you want to hit me with. Do you have anything else that you want to put? Because I feel like it's been a good back and forth, but it has been really good. I feel like we covered a lot of shit. If you don't have anything that you want to hit me with, I do have a couple things that I want to hit you with. Okay. Bring it. The first, actually I'll do the easiest first, which is going to sound weird, but, because I've seen enough of your shitty interactions with like dating apps and shit like that. And you've already covered it a little bit, but what, how, how good does it feel to have? Cause I know, I know that your current boyfriend, (laughs) hallelujah, uh, is, (laughs) is also somebody who encourages your, your podcasting and gives you studio space and, um, how, how much better is that hearing all the positive things that you've said about him, how much better does that feel than what social media opportunities have given you over the past however many years? Oh my God. Well, ironically enough, I did meet him on a dating app. All right. There's the diamond in the rough because I think, I think you would agree with me that I, uh, from what I've seen, the vast majority of your dating app. Shit uh, bag. <laughs> <laughs> Dumpster fire. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen some of the, I've seen, and we could go into the whole wormhole about what it's like to be a woman on social media oh. in this day and age. Yeah, it's um usually like, hi, dick pic. No ah, warning. I don't understand. 10 a.m. on a Monday, you know, you just open it up, you're just enjoying your iced Americano, and bam, dick in the face. I didn't ask for it. I didn't want it. I don't even know, like, your last name yet, but yeah, I know that's... what your penis looks like. <laughs> I, uh, I don't feel like, I don't know, I feel like women have the advantage in terms of lewd pictures because there's a lot mm-hmm. more art to be had in the female form. Uh, men aren't ever sending like, uh, 
you know, sunshot, sunset backdrops of them, like, I don't know, backhoeing a fucking crop or something. It's, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. here's my dick. And I don't understand yeah. how that, like, after a while, they all start to look the same. Some are big, some are little, some are average, some are white, yep. some are black, yep. some are somewhere in the beginning, in the middle, in the end. I don't, like, it, it's not, it's really unoriginal. And I feel like... What do you think, like, why do you think your dick is the first, per, is the, is the first dick she's seen either that day or that year? Like, it's certainly not. I think they not. just want someone to see it. <laughs> you know what I, I don't mean? Get it. Like, I don't it's get just it. like, hey, look at this. Look at me. If somebody asks you for it, I've, it must be different. Like, if you were in the market for dick pics, I'm sure that would be a different story. Uh, yeah. But just, like, I see so many fucking women like complain on social media like yeah i said hi to this guy and then he sent me his cock and i'm like what <laughs> the fuck Dude, why yeah. did he do that that's like how i told you before when i said to him to my boyfriend i was like you know how like i don't know what this says about my past relationships but like what's really funny about him is that we we matched during um the pan like the pandemic like the shutdown so I had actually been traveling this time last year with someone I was seeing who fucking ghosted me after 11 days together on a trip. Like, ghosted me after that. And so I got that dating apps. Wild, and, then, yeah. and it was ghosted shutdown. So I'm like, cool, I can't even go out and party, meet other people, move on. I actually met someone the weekend before a shutdown. And had a date planned for St. Patty's Day, and that's when everything closed. So I was like, cool, I can't even, like, rebound anything. So I got dating apps as, like, just a way to pass the time and try and move on. Like, you know what? I'm not going to date any of these dudes. They're just basically my entertainment. I'm going to man-eat it up. I'm not meeting anyone, obviously. <laughs> but I was like, if anyone can hold my attention for, like, quarantine, like, maybe I'll go out with them. Maybe. Like, not even, like, any intention of that. I was just like, we'll see. And then he was the first guy in a really long time, if ever, that genuinely wanted to get to know me. And that's sad. Like, there was no sexual innuendos, no, like, suggestive anything. It was, like, trying to get to know me on a deep level. And we talked. We would talk on FaceTime for, like, five hours. We'd be on the phone until, like, six in the morning. And, like, he'd play music for me and whatever. And, like, it... It honestly, the shutdown helped us because it forced us to just talk and get to know each other and not spend time with each other and force things to go really slow. And I think that was an advantage. But yeah, it was it's refreshing as hell to have someone that's like not jealous and like if I say a crazy thing that I wanna do, like he's like, Yeah, do it. Like, what are you doing? Or like the first time I was ever at the studio, he surprised me with the podcast setup. Like here, I'm gonna show you how to do this and help that. you do it better. And yeah, I, that and was I'm just way like, before what? you guys were official. But I was like, mm, they're gonna be. That's a thing now. That's yeah, a thing. and especially coming from dating guys that would ask me when I was gonna get a big girl job, and took everything that I was that passionate mean? about. Yeah, apparently doing makeup and everything is just a hobby and nothing more. And 
Well, I makeup mean, certainly yeah. isn't a big boy job. What the fuck? Uh, well, unless you're fucking like, Jeffree Star. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So um, I guess I need to wear a power suit every fucking day and go to a job that I hate. Yeah, that- just be Ellen generous and show up on set and be a bitch to all your employees. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me just go to a job that I hate that makes me miserable and wear a power suit and just be an <laughs> outright bitch to everyone. And that's and then come home to you and be an asshole because I hate said job. Yeah, that sounds like a, a big girl thing. Like even like guys I dated, their families didn't take me serious. Um, and so yeah, to be with someone that's like really encouraging and like wants to help me do it, it's like. I ask him all the time. Like, I remember one time before we were official, I was like, is this really you? Like, is this, like, when when are you going to be a dick? And he's like, do you want me to be a dick? And I'm like, no, but I'm just like, when are you going to get mean and, like, yell at me? <laughs> like, it's so, wild. It's societally, that's what, but that it's like a grooming. It's like a like a passive grooming thing. And it's not only like it's not I mean, it it I certainly it's mostly negatively impactful towards women, but I mean I'm sure it happens with men too. Like there are these standards that people are expected to uphold. Um, women for some reason are expected to just be these fuck bots who are there for male consumption and and that's not true. And but these same men though who who treat women like that uh, will will like talk shit about uh, a, a woman who's making a shit ton of money on like her OnlyFans. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what? Like, but nigga, you watch porn. What? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that type yep. of thing. Mm-hmm. It's that type yep. of thing. I, I don't understand. I don't understand what is so. Uh, what is so negative about like? Hey, I want to get to know you, and I'm not going to send you a picture of my fucking crappie penis. Like, I'm just like, you know what I mean? I don't understand. A like, pixelated what, peen at right. 9 a.m. Yeah, like here is this photo of my my dick and uh, the backdrop is like a shit stained toilet bowl. Like, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know, like, what, what, why can't there be something beyond that? That's Hey, ins- good morning. Here's my shit stain and my nutsack. <laughs> That's fucking exactly right, bro. Ah, modern romance. <laughs> Sign me up. Isn't this what storybooks are written of? And... God. This certainly was what Shakespeare was talking about. Write me a sonnet about your shit stains. <laughs> uh, please, sir, could I have seven stanzas about your... peen? Jesus. I now that we've talked about your uh, relationship happiness, the 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 one thing which is wrapped up in 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 bittersweet positivity, um, because we both have a parent that we've lost to cancer. Yeah, um, yeah. I did want to champion. Um, if you take nothing else away from this podcast, the people who are listening on my channel, um, and if you're listening on Rachel's as well, and you didn't fucking know this about her, her. Uh, activism related to lung cancer, um, what she's done to try to make positive uh, in in 
the absence of her father and and you know his cause of death like that shit is admirable as fuck and i and i really i'm i'm speaking from a place so like i know that you and i lost our parents at different times and like you still have your mom and i still have my dad uh, mm-hmm. I, I think my dad is much harder to talk to than your mom probably is, but, mm-hmm. but it's not the point. The point is that you, you are, I, in fact, when, when I worked at Humana, I think when you lost your dad, when did that, when did that happen? 2016. Yeah. So I had started at Humana the year before and I was actually trying to, um, oh no, I was at, I was at, uh, acute, um, I was at acute at that point and we had just become part of a, uh, of, of, I, I'm sorry. It was, it was actually Amy's business then. And we were in the process of coming into, to acute. And, um, I know that you were raising awareness and trying to do some fundraising for longevity. And I pitched you, um, as a sponsorship opportunity. Um, but I missed the deadline. And so I fucked it all up. But um, so okay. I'm a shit bag, and that's that's. But I, my heart was in the right place, Rach. Okay? Yes, that's what matters. Um, I just, it's it's hard. I feel like as as millennials, I know it's always hard to lose a parent, but because our parents and your parent, your your dad was how old when he passed? If you don't mind me asking, uh, sixty. Three. My mom was like almost the exact same age. So like yeah. my parents, like my 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 mom, like boomers, boomers. They mm-hmm. weren't on social media. My, at least my parents aren't. My dad still is not. He has a flip phone that he can barely operate. My mom, <laughs> luckily yeah. before she died, figured out how to text, and so that's the, a lot of our conversations. But um, yeah. there is this this lack of like our kids are going to have insane records of everything that we did they're gonna have a a limitless number of memories to to look back on and reflect on and uh, you know people like us we don't have that so you try to turn like our memories into something like what we do with our podcast which is just giving back in whatever way that feels good for us forever and what you did and what you I know you continue to do this is try to raise awareness and be an activist for people who specifically um, are battling lung cancer, but I know it's not relegated to specifically lung cancer. It can be any kind of cancer. Um, cancer is a bitch. And I, I did just want to, I didn't even want to ask you any questions about it. I just wanted to tell you that like, that I love you for that. And that shit's Aww. dope as fuck. And Thanks, Kenny. yeah, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, I didn't actually I don't have any more to say about that. I just wanted to put that. No, out that really there. means a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's definitely um that was another thing that really sucked with COVID was not being able to do that this year. Because like usually we have like a five K and then I can fundraise and it's you know, obviously the lung community, like those people are really affected by it. So they're definitely not going out and about and right. risking anything. So it was like really hard to not be able to connect with those people. Cause it makes you feel like, again, like connected, like, Oh, Hey, I'm not the only person that lost someone from this. Like, Oh, I feel connected. I don't feel like that 
weird chick that lost her dad too early, even though, like, that shouldn't be a thing. Like, it is a thing. I'm sure you know. Like, I don't know. It's just, um, but yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, definitely a special thing and like people don't realize too like they feel like they need to like donate money or like get involved in a big way like just the fact of like you acknowledging it and like supporting it and like cheering me on and like you actually care like that's huge like all that matters is that people care and like at the end of the day like of course I want to raise money and help for lung cancer research and help these people and make sure like someday that this is something people can live with in you know, not have the outcome that my family had, but, like, at the end of the day, like, just knowing that people care, and, like, I'm, like you said, carrying on my dad's memory, like, I still get to talk to him, and as long as I'm, or talk about him, and, like, even though he's not here, like, I feel like me doing something actively still keeps him alive in his own little way, and it's, like, good for my healing and therapy for me. I... I completely understand. In fact, I don't remember what episode it was, but it might have been one of the last ones I did. Actually, the epi- it might have been number eight. I think it was the last episode I did before I stopped doing them last year. Um, but I, my intro was literally dedicated to my mom, and it was the least I could do. Um, it's it's just it's it's tough when i when i lost my mom um so she she had battled ovarian cancer beat it and then when i started at humana it had come back and i was learning about this disease because i worked for humana specialty pharmacy and one of the dise- diseases that we treated with our with one of our meds was called is called pulmonary arterial hypertension which is incurable. Um, they didn't know that she had that until after they found out that her chemo wasn't working to treat the cancer that had come back. So it had metastasized mm-hmm. into her chest at that point. It was attacking her lungs. And then on top of that, they like the PAH is basically a blockage that's uh, treatable but incurable of the the arteries that lead from the heart directly to the lungs. So either way she was going to die. Yeah. And so in training, we had to listen to these. We had specialized like, like contact training for these people who uh, we had to listen to these audio calls of, of these people who were struggling to breathe. And oh I'll, Jesus. And I'll just never forget. No. Cause my mom asked me, I was like, she told me what it was. They couldn't figure it out. It's hard to find if you're not looking for it. And if you're not a specialist. And so I came in one night, she was in the hospital and I was asking her, you know, like, what do the doctors say? And, and, uh, she was like, you know, this is what, you know, this is what they found. And I was like, I was like, wow, that's one of the things that we, treat for and she's like well how long does it take before I get better and I looked at her and I was like you don't and I'll never forget that so after that because I lost her to that my boss Keisha Willis if you're listening I fucking love you she's one of the best bosses I ever had in my life Um, I got the opportunity to go 
uh, dress up in a suit, which was wonderful because my job at Humana was in a call center and go represent Humana at the um, PAH support group at Good Sam uh, in the hospital. And it was like one of the best. It was like a small thing. But and I haven't done you've done way more with with doing something positive with it with it than I ever had. But I just wanted to reiterate like how much I respect you for that shit. And I think it's dope as fuck. And I didn't ever meet your dad, but I know he'd fucking be proud of of that effort and everything that you have done so far in your life. And um, and that's it. That's my. Hey, well, don't don't downplay what you did. That's fucking huge. That's amazing. I'm proud of you for that. And I know your mom is proud of you for that. Like, that's massive. And the thing is, is like grief is a funny thing. And in like just because it's a weird like, motivator done... isn't it it's a weird motivator yeah and it and it's and it's the thing too it's just it's all how you handle it in your own way and how you honor that person in your own way it doesn't make what someone else does like it doesn't what i do doesn't make what you've done any less important or any less impactful um just like when people do, like can donate or like they can they can't afford to and they just share the link like that everything that you do and then it's just like like my mom and sister, they don't they don't talk about it. Like if they're at the walk, it's for me, but they're not the type that they're not advocates. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to relive it. It's it's too hard for them. Like people do different things in their own way. And so it's like just because you haven't taken like just you don't have to go raise all this money and do crazy shit to make an impact or do something huge. Like what you did was huge. I appreciate that. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I don't want you to feel like I was like fishing for compliments or anything. I just, no, not at all. I I think that's, that's a common thing for people to feel. And I just like to acknowledge, I'm doing this thing right now too, is my sister suggested this to keep a journal of tiny wins. So like throughout the year, little accomplishments you've you've done or little things, because like say people, say someone wants to lose like 50 pounds, they're not going to be happy until they lose that 50 pounds, right? If they lose five, it's not good enough. It's still not 50. When they lose the 10, like, okay, but I'm still not at 50. My pants are still too tight. I still don't look pretty in the mirror to themselves. You know what I mean? But if you, if you're not celebrating those little wins during the journey, then like you're not happy until you hit that goal. Like you're missing out on the little celebrations in the meantime. So, like, I have started to journal things that I've done or little accomplishments. And then when I look back, I'm like, holy shit, I have done a lot of little things. It might not seem like a lot to other people, but, like, that's a big thing. And so I think it's always just important to, like, recognize that stuff, too. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Um, Hello, dear. The wife has appeared from her lair. Um, there, <laughs> she's looking for the cookies. Here. <laughs> I took them from your daughter. Um, I love that. The last thing that I wanted to say is that I think that. I don't know. I think 
I've talked to I've talked to a few other uh, people. Uh, actually, neither of them were in our class. You might actually. Are you the first person I've talked to that was in our class? I think you are. I think you're the first person that I've talked to from um, from our graduating class. But I I wanted to say that I think not not because it's Harrison or because of where we graduated from or because of our but I I feel like our like like our age group and our generation of people have something to offer at at whatever level I don't know I don't know how far spreading it's going to be cuz I'm not uh Miss fucking Cleo but I, I'm. She glad. was a fraud anyway. I know. I know. That's what I feel like. And like I'm out here just talk. I say shit. Shit falls out of my mouth. And I'm like, call me now for your free reading. Who, who's the father of the baby? Which. What reminds... did she say? Call me now, child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure she's in prison. Fuck Miss Cleo. But yes. I, I, I do. I, I enjoy every one of my podcasts, and I enjoy each one in a different way, and. I, um, I, I feel like a, a certain camaraderie with you in that we graduated together. Like, uh, obviously we are completely different people, but some of the things that matter to us are very similar. And, and that is, um, I don't know. I think the way that we've chosen to deal with them, um, can be, not that we're teachers or like providing lesson plans, but it could be an example for like better ways to contribute to like people that we care about or oh, totally. people that we don't fucking know. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it's a podcast or just fucking talking to somebody that you give a shit about, opening up about mm-hmm. something that's problematic, something you've struggled with. Um, yep. And I've really enjoyed our conversation me too i this has been great i really hope that when i listen to this like when i send you this link that i I haven't like dominated this conversation i really hope i haven't done that no it's been great i all right that's it i'm gonna stop talking now do you have anything that you want to plug do you have you want to do you want to this is the podcast thing to do you got to plug your social media because i already did it i'm gonna do it again tomorrow oh yeah um (laughs) oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna plug my socials (laughs) right i never do this this is only the second time i've done this my boyfriend's like you should plug your stuff at the end i'm like i always forget i'm always just like and this is awkward bye <laughs> i never know how to wrap i really want to get uh, off this mic thank you I for listening sh- yeah i'm like i guess i should start doing that podcasty thing where you say you can find me on instagram at knockout cincy with a y um you can find me on my website www.kobeautycincywithay.com <laughs> Um, if you're listening to Kenny's podcast, Kenny for your thoughts, which if you haven't subscribed, liked, followed, all that jazz, do it. Do it right now. <laughs> and uh, if you're on Kenny's podcast and you don't listen to me, what's up? Let's be friends. Follow me on Spotify. You're a Absolutely knockout. Absolutely do that. And if you don't do it because she told you to, do it because when she said right meow, she sounded like Jane Lynch in a power suit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I am wearing a power suit, a power onesie pajama suit. Get at me, ex-boyfriend. <laughs> you are probably right now sending a picture of their ween to someone that didn't some want to see it. fucking somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me. Here's my fucking <laughs> dick for your head. <laughs> yes. You didn't ask for this, but I'm sending it. And that's how we wrap up the podcast. That is. And my tagline, as always, is don't be an asshole. I don't know. You, you don't have a tagline, do you? You don't need one. I'm not. I'm not insinuating that you need one. No. You should just, just a knockout. You're a knockout now, Kenny. I hell yeah. I'll take it. I will take it. I'm going to that's going to be a hashtag when I plug this in the morning is that I am now a knockout. Uh and I Total can, knockout. yeah, it will be a projection of me plugging your services, even though I will never receive them. And you know what? I know that you don't want people to see you right now, but I'm going to make you pose because I'm going to do a screenshot of this. I've already done the like three and I, they, I tried. You to did? Get, I did. But I, look, I'm shitty at cropping, right? So Sneaky. fuck. All right. I'll pose. All right, hold on. Let me get a little light. I might use yours. I might use yours because I am a fat slob all the time. So, and I'm in my onesie. You ready? <laughs> God, I hope that's not as terrible as it looked on my screen. I only have a tiny Great. little corner down here. Rachel, I am definitely gonna have you back on, and uh, dude, we gotta do this again for sure. We're not gonna talk about it. We're gonna be about it. That's that's right. We're not. That's it. That's it. We're just going to leave it there. I'm not going to make you promises. We're just going to fucking do the shit, nigga. We just going to do it. We just going to do, do it. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm going to end this and good night. Actually, good morning, folks <laughs> who are listening on their morning commutes. I, they Actually, by this point, they haven't made it there yet. They, they There's not... uh, traffic and quite possibly an explosion on the Brent Spence <laughs> Bridge. Didn't they shut that down? They did. But it's open again, because no explosion is too much for the most dangerous bridge in the country. But fuck building another one. <laughs> who needs safety? You know what Cincinnati needs is another microbrewery. That's what they need. Some more <laughs> or gentrification. an auto parts store, because we know we don't have too many of those. All right, Rachel. I will talk to you again soon. Good night, my All friend. All right. It's been great. Thank you so much for this. It was great talking to you. Thank you, because you are hosting me as well. <laughs> <laughs> good night, guys. Over and out. Over and out. 10-4, good buddy. Bye. Bye.